the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the Word? Praise Him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Saints of God, our Father God desires to have an intimate relationship with those of us who are the children of God. But unfortunately, although that's what our Father's desire is for you and me, many of us don't take him up on that opportunity to increase our intimacy between him and us. Although the opportunity is there, most Christians don't have and enjoy the intimate relationship with God that he wants them to have. Brothers and sisters, there are pathways that we can take and should take to increase our intimacy with God. If we don't know what they are, then we should learn what they are and take them. We need to know what those pathways are and take them so that we can have and enjoy the increased intimacy with God that he desires for you and me. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. See, a person who has trouble remaining committed to prayer is a person who will also have trouble remaining committed to fulfilling the will of God for their lives. A person who has trouble remaining committed to prayer is also a person who's going to have trouble remaining committed to the, fulfilling the will of God for their lives. If you want to see a person who has the capability of being able to make it all the way through into what God has in store for them, despite what comes at them, look, for, look at their prayer life. Because their prayer life will tell you whether they're going to be able to make it through into what God has in store for them. Because if they're committed in prayer, then they're receiving the power to be committed when they get out of there. Because if they stay committed in prayer, then they receive the power necessary to make it through once they get out of there. Which means once they leave the presence of God, the God presence of God won't leave them. And they're going to keep walking into what God has in store for them because they're going to have the power necessary to move through. I'm trying to help some of you. Because if you ever get hesitant in, in, in stepping into what God has in store for you, check your prayer life. You're hesitant about that too. If you're ever unwilling to do what God told you to do, check your prayer life. You're probably unwilling to do that too. Because one gives you the other. Prayer will give you the willingness to do what God tells you to do. That's why God says, come on in and consecrate yourself and do what I want you to do. That's why he's asking us to draw near to him this year because God's got some stuff to do. See, just like their commitment to prayer, they'll talk about it but never really do it. Just like their commitment to prayer, they'll talk about it but not really do it. It's like a lot of people talk about the will of God, but they won't really do it. Oh, they'll talk some stuff. But when it comes to show up, they don't. But I'll tell you what they need to do is just pray. No condemnation. 
And so it will be with the things that God has planned for their lives, too. They'll talk about it, but they'll never do it. Why? Because their prayer life proves it. Their prayer life proves it. See, the person who has trouble remaining committed in prayer or while praying, even while praying, because some people have trouble committed, staying committed while they're praying. People have trouble remaining committed in prayer or while praying is a person who will also have trouble remaining committed while fulfilling the will of God for their lives. They'll start off doing so, but then they'll get distracted because you play like you practice. Because if you can't stay focused in practice, you're not going to stay focused in the game. And when it comes time to do what God said do, if you can't stay focused in prayer, you won't be focused in fulfilling what God has in store for you. It's just the same. Check a person's prayer life. You'll find out whether or not they'll have the ability to do what God said do. Just check their prayer life. Because the prayer life is so very important. Now, sometimes we can't check the prayer life because we might not be around them. So, but then what you do is watch the fruit of it. Just watch the fruit of it. See, a person who has trouble remaining committed in prayer and while praying is a person who also have trouble remaining committed while fulfilling the will of God for their lives. Just like they're unfocused in prayer, they'll be unfocused in fulfilling the will of God for their lives. But a person who can focus in prayer, lock in in prayer, that although people might be moving all around, walking all around, hollering out, screaming out, and doing everything else, they are like, like a laser beam. They are locked in or what God said do. That's the person that's going to be able to lock in on what God said for them to do. Mm-hmm. See, the, see, the one who finds many things to do other than pray will also find many things to do other than the will of God for their lives. The one that finds other things to do, I'll I get to that later. i got to do this first. It's a, that's the same action that they're going to be able to do when it comes time to fulfill the will of God for their lives. Because if they keep putting off prayer, they're actually putting off the will of God for their lives. I know it is. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Ain't going to get a lot of amens tonight. Praise God. But it's, 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 it's true anyhow. It's tight, but it's right. Praise God. And it's helpful. It's not condemning. It's helpful. Because well, if any of us have struggled with the will of God, just check the prayer life. When you lose your struggle in prayer is when you'll win the battle to do what God said do. Turn to Psalms number 103. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Now I'd be knowing why God be extending that worship time a little bit longer. It's to prepare the hearts. It's hearts nice and pliable for what he's about to do. Psalms number 103, and that's talk to you. We'll start reading. It stands at number 19. The Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, all ye his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his host. That word host is talking about military campaign. That's you. You're, you're God's host. Praise God. You're God's army. I don't know if you know that or not. You're God's army. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He said, bless ye the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye ministers of his, that do his will. See, that blesses the Lord when you do his will. That word bless is an interesting word. That word bless means to kneel. So when it says bless the Lord right there, it says kneel to the Lord. Kneel to the Lord. Kneeling is a sign of submission. 
Kneeling is a sign of submission. See, our submission to the will of God blesses God. Our submission to the will of God blesses God. Parents in the house say, hey. If you had more than one child, praise God, and one did what you wanted them to do and one didn't, which one would bless you? Amen. The one that you want to do. How about the one that, how about the one that didn't? You can go ahead and say it. It's true anyway. Praise God. How about the one that didn't? They wouldn't bless you, would they? I mean, you're glad they're your child and everything. Praise God with their hard-headed selves. But at the exact same time, don't, don't they like irk you, bother you, irritate you? Come on, tell the truth, same the devil. Don't it irk you, bother you? Come on, remember your daddy in heaven now while, while you're answering too. And remember why we want to be dear sons. Why we want to be intimate sons. Why we want to be close sons. Because we want to be ones that bless the Lord. We kneel to his will. We submit to his will. He said, he said, praise God, stanza number 21. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye ministers of his, that do his pleasure. Look at what we do. We do his pleasure. See, when we kneel to the will of God, we do, we're willing to do his pleasure. That word pleasure right there means delight. That it, we're willing to do God's delight. Which means that when we get to doing what God said doing, it delights him. Gets a kick out of it. Gets a thrill when we do his will. Get excited about it. Pumped up about it. It also translates that which is acceptable to God. Whereas we're doing that which is acceptable to God. That's his will. But can I flip the script? That means that if it's not God's will, it's not acceptable to him. If it's not God's will, it's not acceptable to him. Let's go back to this. It, it also translates his desire. God has a desire for me and you. God has a desire for our lives and what it is he wants us to do. God has a desire for me and you. He yearns for it, wants it. It, it also translates his good pleasure. That, that, that us doing what God wants us to do is his good pleasure. It's also his own will. That's what it also translates, his own will. I like that. Where we're doing God's own will. The very will of God for our lives. We treasure the word of God. Why? Because this is the very words of God. We treasure the blessings of God because these blessings came from my father. We're supposed to treasure the will of God too. Turn to 1 Peter chapter 2. See, we're the ones that do his good pleasure. We're the ones that do his own will. God's will, not ours. We're the one that does his desires. We bow to his will. And get excited about it. Come on, that's you. Ye are his ministers. Ye are his host. You ain't God's army. First Peter chapter 2 verse 9 says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar purchased people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Look what he did. Called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Which in times past, past were not a people. There was a time we were not a people. But are, but are now the people of God. God says we wasn't even a people. 
It didn't say we're not a people of God. He said we wasn't even a people. We was like animals. Come on now. Just as carnal and devilish. We wasn't even a people, but now we are people of God. Is anybody here appreciative of being a people of God? Anybody here excited about being a people of God? Hallelujah. I get pumped about it. You probably don't. I get pumped because I remember when I wasn't a people. Good God Almighty. But God made me a people of God. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I mean, when I was a fool walking and would bust you in the middle of your face if you looked at me half like half of y'all do. <laughs> Hallelujah. Was a fool walking. But now I'm a man of God. BMW, baby. Blessed man walking. Does anybody hear me up in here? Why? Because he pulled me out of darkness into his jacked up light. That ain't what it say. If I looked at most saints, I think it was. Into his marvelous light. His marvelous light. This thing is marvelous in God's eyes. This thing is marvelous in our eyes. Hallelujah. See, that was a time we wasn't even a people at all. But now we the people of God. Who've been called out to show forth his glory. Make it visible to everybody. Want all the world to be able to see. Turn around all them folk that was in darkness just like you and me. Who's still up in there to be able to come in there and shine a light under them. So they can be able to step into this new life that God has in store for them too. God has called us out to be able to aid and assist him and do what it is he wants us to do. See we were not always consecrated to do the will of God. There was a time not that long ago for some of us. Praise God not that long ago. Praise God that we wasn't even thinking about the will of God. Could not be concerned less about the things of God. No interest. No concern. Come on now. Could not care what. Was going to party. Going to drink up something. Smoke up something. Do up something. Come on up in here. I'm on my way to yours. Praise God. <laughs> Shoot, do the will of God, I beg your pardon? What for? Why? We was trying to eat, drink, and be merry, living a life that was flat out scary. But God, who is rich in mercy, where with his great love whereas he loved us, sent another consecrated person our way to be able to invite us into this new life that this word has to say. And because they consecrated themselves, it or it or open the door for us to consecrate ourselves. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now it's not supposed to stop there. We're supposed to continue the action. God said, now you consecrate yourself so that I can be able to cause other people to step out of that darkness just like you did too. And step into that marvelous life I got in store for them just like I had in store for you. Turn to Ephesians chapter 2, please. 
But see, it's in prayer that we get all this up on the inside of us. Because trust me, it ain't natural for you to think this way. It ain't natural for you to even be interested to that level in what God's got to say. You don't believe me? Look at most saints. Most saints are not even interested in doing the will of God. Bored about doing the things of God. If you start teaching a subject like this, most folks get bored. They be like, out. They be like, I'm out. Now, if I was talking about for how, they, how they can get some money, you'd be stacking and racking them up in here. Praise God. But to do the will of God? They're like, oh, man. When you going to talk about something interesting? Ephesians chapter 2. See, we were all at one time a people who were not consecrated to God's will. But not now. Now we are people who are consecrated to God's will and excited about it. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 says, And you hath he quickened, that word quickened means made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in times past ye walked according to the course of this world, According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Because there's a spirit that works in the children of disobedience. We know him as the devil. Praise God. Didn't say he lives in, but he, but he worketh in. Praise God. Children of disobedience. Among whom also we all had our conversations in times past. Yes, we did. In the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, have quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved, and have raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, gave us his vantage point, gave us his vantage point, his view. See, before we was down in the muck and the mire, but he done rose us up so much higher so we can now see his view. And we can look down and see things from the angle that he sees them. We can look, see, that's what prayer will do. Prayer will allow you to be able to rise up above this little stuff that's going on around you and get another view and begin to see things from the angle that he sees them too. And baby, when you begin to start seeing things from the angle that God sees things, it's going to change some things in the middle of you. It's going to it's going to quicken you. It's going to make you alive to the things of God. Dead to the things of your former lust. Alive to the things of God. Dead to the things of your former lust. If you're still laying and playing and doing everything other than what God's saying, it's because you're still dead. You're still dead to God and alive to the things of the world. You're still alive to your lust. But you can become dead to that. Praise God. And alive to what God has in store for you. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. You become alive to what God has. Now this is your form of lust. That word lust right there means longings and desires. Longings and desires. Now there are things we desire. Things that we long for. Can I stop here for a second? When most of us think of lust, we go to the dirty stuff. Nasty, filthy stuff. Like adulterizing. Fornicating. 
mating with somebody that ain't your spouse. We go to the nasty stuff. We go straight there. We go straight there. We go to liquor. We start thinking about liquor and drugs, cussing, fussing, dipping snuff, chewing tobacco, and all that kind of stuff. We think about stuff like that. But do you know any desire that's outside of the will of God is a lust in God's eyes? Because I said any desire that's outside of the will of God is a lust in his eyes. So when he says we previously were caught up in our own lust, he's talking about our own desires. That includes what you want to do with your life, what you want to do with your time, what you want to do with, 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 the, with the life that God gave you and the body God gave you. That if it's outside of the will of God, it's already a lust. Because he called it a fleshly desire. One that is, is fueled by your flesh. Now the flesh is in enmity against God. The Bible says it neither can nor will be submitted to God. It ain't even capable of being subject to the will of God. Flesh don't want to. Well, that's all the way I have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. I hope that you're seeing that one of the many things that God wants us to do is to increase the intimacy that exists between him and me and you. I hope that you're not only seeing that that's what he wants us to do, but that we actually do what we need to do to increase the intimacy between God and me and you like he wants us to do. Otherwise, we'll miss the chance to be able to be in an intimate relationship with the most awesome, powerful entity in the universe, an opportunity of a lifetime that we definitely shouldn't blow. We should do everything that we can do to learn how to and do what we learn to do to become more intimate with the God who loves and who saved me and you. That's what I'm going to do. I hope you do the same thing too. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center. 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. And don't forget, we also invite all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas to a wonderful event held at Word of Faith SA tomorrow morning just for you. We invite all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship tomorrow morning. It's an all you can expect us at the Brothers from Word of Faith. Prepare for the Sisters of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. There's one of my sisters that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too. With a powerful word from God, straight from heaven, just for the sisters. That's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. 
Don't be late. That's if you want to play. Childcare is provided at no charge. NeoI VIP Transportation Service is available for this too. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to allow the brothers and women of faith to treat you like the queens you are by preparing for you and serving you a breakfast fit for the royalty you are. So come on through and bring a couple sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. Come on through and let the brothers of Word of Faith be a blessing to you at the Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning at Word of Faith SA. I guarantee you that you'll be blessed. And don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers, and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe every born-again believer should say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you who've been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email to us, sharing with us that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you who've been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say to all of you from the bottom of our heart, thank you. You blessed us in ways that we never asked and expected you to do. The Bible says God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. Well, since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to all of us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked concerning you. God's going to do for each and every one of you what he said in his word that he would do. That is, he's going to make sure that you reap what you've sown. So, we thank God in advance for all the blessings that we know are coming your way because of your being a blessing that you've been to all of us in each and every way. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do. That is, be a blessing to a blessed people like you. So once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing words we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.